courtesy of Bow Sports.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes. You can subscribe to this lovely, sexy, wonderful podcast for free. Tune in media for your mobile devices, Google Play Podcast, and we are also on Spotify. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that we so lovingly call Bow on Bulls. The show totally, utterly, and foreverly dedicated to the Chicago Bulls and NBA talk. I am Big Dave. I'm C Dub. What up? I'm going fast, so I'm trying to get to the guy. That's here. Wait, what's up? This, this guy's very important. He's very uh, prolific. He's an historian. He's very busy. Hey, Dave. What's happening? So, yes. <laughs> and it's the reason he's here. He's a special guest. I consider this person a friend. Uh, it's hard to say that about a lot of people in, in, you know, media and doing things like that. They might be colleagues, you know, associates, but I consider this dude a friend. There are things I've discussed with him I've literally only shared with the media family. And he has so, terrible internet. Terrible internet. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily this is audio so it's okay so it's gonna be all right you heard the voice you can follow him on twitter at reject that is our guy also on instagram a shout on elo our guy right here ladies and gentlemen jack silverstein how are you sir hi guys i'm well how are you i'm good i'm good we're gonna awesome. get right into this I'm not gonna waste your time sir we're gonna get right into it. but i have one question for you before we get right into this all week all right. long, all week long, I've been seeing a lot of things coming out, uh, talking about the greatest of all time. LeBron James, you know, being called greatest of all time. I saw Shaq say when LeBron uh, gets uh, breaks Kareem's record, he'll be greatest of all time. I saw Nick Wright's oh, that's a, list. That's a ridiculous way to judge it. But okay. <laughs> I saw Nick's right, Nick Wright's list that had LeBron number one and had Michael Jordan number three. Um, <laughs> and so I thought of you immediately because I really wanted you to break down in your brilliant way, why Michael Jordan is on top and continues to be on top, even when LeBron overtakes this record by mm-hmm. Kareem, which is an incredible, incredible, incredible which thing that ins- he's doing. Which is insane. I yeah. think that there are five objective GOAT candidates. And by objective, I mean that if you put them out to a broad variety of basketball fans and you explained your reasons, they could disagree with you, but based on the lane that you've created for these, each of these five guys, um, they wouldn't really be able to say you were wrong. And I think LeBron is one of those five guys. In order of appearance, it's Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. And I think that someone could say, you know what, I watched Oscar and Oscar was actually, you know, Kareem has said Oscar was greater than Michael. And I think there are some people who would say, you know what, Magic Johnson, But I think that objectively speaking, those guys have their own lanes. Bill Russell, because of the championships, the what he did to lead those teams, the fact that he was able to then take over as a player coach from from at the time and possibly still the NBA coach of all time. And to be able to take over from that person and have so much respect from your teammates that like now you're in charge. And they're fine with that. And then when two more championships, what he did to define how defense works, I think that's one. I think that if you watched Wilt, it would be feasible to just say, you know what? I never saw anybody who did the things that Wilt did. And I don't care about the fact that, you know, he only won two titles in his whatever 13-year career, that he only won um, only four MVPs. You know, I think that if you watched Wilt, it'd be feasible to say, you just don't know what you're talking about. You never saw Wilt Chamberlain. I could understand that. Kareem, the fact that you look at both the peak and the longevity, what he did over the course of his 
career with, you know, starting in high school, starting in high school in in New York and then going to UCLA and then going uh, to the NBA, obviously with Milwaukee and the Lakers and all the championships that he won across all levels and all the points that he scored across all levels. And he was the first person to really, you know, think about wellness in a, in a way that would impact your career. He's the first person mm-hmm. to really break into doing yoga and eating right, all to expand his career, all things that we're now seeing with all this bizarre, you know, LeBron and Brady and Peyton Manning went and got a whole, himself a whole new neck and won an MVP. So all this like longevity stuff, I think in many ways it started with Kareem. And obviously he had the peak as well. I mean, the dominance that he had. With, um, with UCLA, with Milwaukee, and then with LA. I mean, he would have won that 1980 finals MVP if he hadn't gotten injured in game five. And if he had done that, then you're looking at 1980 being Kareem MVP, finals MVP, and then you kind of start with the magic, you know, the magic road. Mm-hmm. Then I think with Michael, I think you're talking about a person who dominated in every aspect, every, every area of his job, responsibility he was dominant he was the best scorer at his position he was the best defender at his position but he was also the best scorer in the league he has a defensive player of the year he has a season where he was the scoring champ the steals champ the mvp the defensive player of the year and the dunk champ and think about the skill set is required to do all five of those things over the course of your career let alone in one season are you guys hearing me oh yeah we hear you i'm worried because you're frozen Oh, okay. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. I was, I was worried. Um, and, you know, you've got things like, you know, Bill Russell's teams, they were, um, I think, 10-0 and 0 in, in game sevens. And Michael never lost the championship. You know, he never lost the gold medal game. He never lost an NCAA. Uh, you know, he won his one the NCAA championship. And, yeah, in 84, he didn't get UNC to the title. It's not like he, he, it's not like he doesn't have losses. But when it got to that final moment, when it got to that final game, all things being equal, Michael was going to put you over the top. Michael played 37 playoff series, and he was the leading scorer for both teams in 36 of them. And the only series where he wasn't the leading scorer was his rookie year, where Terry Cummings outscored him by one point. (laughs) And then you've got LeBron, who I think kind of has a little bit of that wilt argument that – that physical dominance mixed mm-hmm. with that Kareem argument of the longevity of dominance, the, the number of consecutive seasons where he's gone 25 points and first team all NBA. He had six straight first team all defensive seasons. He had eight straight. You know, we say it as if it's nothing. I, I, if you score 81 points, I don't care if it's against the Raptors. And if you, and if you, and if you go to eight straight finals, I don't care if it's in the East. Mm-hmm. Agreed. LeBron, what he has been able to do, you know, he's not a scorer in the sense that we think about, like, he'd be the first to tell you. I remember the first time I learned about LeBron, it was on um, NBADraft.net before the Sports Illustrated issue. And the, they, they give player comps for everybody. And the player comp for LeBron was magic. Mm-hmm. And it, it said, like, it was like magic, but he can dunk like MJ, score like MJ. But the player comp, if you had to, if you had to boil it down to one person, is Magic Johnson. And yeah. the best LeBron that I've ever seen, ever, is in the 08 and the 12 Olympics, where mm. he was able to just kind of be this connecting piece between all these incredible players and the, the angles that he can put on these passes. I mean, and the swiftness 
of them. I mean, some of these passes I've, I've never, I've never seen from, I've seen very rarely, I've never seen them as consistently. And I haven't seen them from someone who also can score because for someone who's quote, not a scorer, this is someone who forget about the forget about the career numbers, okay? Because they're easy, they're not easy to do, but they're easy to be like, oh well, he played so many games. Of course, he's the number one scorer in all-star history right. and playoff history, number two right now overall. He's one of six players mm-hmm. who have averaged 27 points per game for his entire career. His whole career. That's crazy. That's and he's crazy. played 300 more games than the guy who's next. <laughs> he's, played thir- he's played 1,300 games. Ugh. And I think Wilt and MJ are both around a thousand, and then the other mm-hmm. guys, Durant, West, and um, and Iverson, maybe there fewer games. Mm-hmm. So, and Rick Barry's up there. But the idea that you can play three hundred more games, still mm-hmm. average twenty seven points a night, he's got an assist title under his belt, and the things that he did in the finals in fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen are just things that. You know, I've just never, I've never seen. seen. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally, when you boil it all down, I will take MJ because I think that when you kind of chip away at everything else, there's one guy who I want with the ball in his hands mm-hmm. at the end of the game, and it's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And mm-hmm. if LeBron were teammates with Michael, he would say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, LeBron, LeBron gets some heat. And I don't think it's fair. LeBron gets some heat for like, oh, well, Kyrie Irving and Ray Allen. You know, watch LeBron on that Kyrie Irving play. And he is standing in the, from the perspective of where you're watching on TV, Kyrie's at the top of the key. So on the right side of the screen, LeBron's on the baseline on the left side of the screen. And he is directing everyone. And at a point, he tells Richard Jefferson, he goes, and he like, move. And Richard Jefferson drags down from the top of the key away. And that gives Kyrie the one-on-one room to work on step. Now, mm-hmm. Kyrie still had to make the move. He still had to make the shot. I'm not trying to say, oh, well, LeBron's the reason that Kyrie... But LeBron is doing things on the court even when he's not scoring. The, the areas where I have gotten frustrated, and we're talking really nitpicky, because MJ, you know, GOAT literally means one. Greatest of all time, yeah. All it means if you're not the GOAT is that you're at number two. When I think about my all-time starting five, LeBron's in my all-time starting five. I don't think it's mm. an insult to say I don't think he's the greatest ever. I look at little things that have bothered me. You know, the 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 J.R. Smith moment in game one of the 18 finals. LeBron's got 49 points. He's 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 at the elbow. He's got Steph Curry on him. He's given up, you know, he's he's got tons of pipe on Steph Curry. He's got 49 points. You know, Cleveland doesn't have a shot to win this series because they've lost Kyrie to Boston and obviously Golden State has Kevin Durant. They don't have a shot, but they have a shot to steal game one. And instead of just running the clock down and taking that shot to hopefully win the game, he rifles that crazy pass to George Hill. And then George Hill misses that second free throw and then J.R. Smith gets the rebound and it doesn't know how much time is on the clock. And that's where everybody J.R. Smith, blah, 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 blah. Come on, man. Can't throw that pass. Same one, game five, game five, 2020 finals. LeBron has a chance. There's very little that LeBron hasn't done in this life on the mm-hmm. court. And here he has a chance to hit the game winning, the, excuse me, the series winning shot of the mm-hmm. NBA finals. And he breaks off and dribbles down into triple coverage and then kicks it out to Danny Green. And if Danny yeah. Green hits that shot, 
you know, amazing. And we're all talking about that amazing uh, 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 game-winning shot and the, and the assist. But it's right. not the same. People would be like, well, MJ has to see first. It's not all the same. MJ waited for the double to come to him. And right. he knew that that was going to happen because of the patterns in the series, because of what had happened in game one, what had happened in the flu game. And they had obviously, we know very famous, you know, that they had talked about it on the bench beforehand. Right, right. There's a big difference between running the clock down, letting the double come to you and passing out of the double team than LeBron dribbling down, dribbling into coverage and then kicking it back out. And that's an area where, I, you know, I would have loved to have seen him just go for that glory moment because yeah. the idea that LeBron is in clutch is asinine. LeBron's hit so many game winners so many playoff game winners. He hits, I think, the most physically impossible game-winning shot I've ever seen is his shot in game two against Orlando in 09, where he had to come back out to the top of the key, make that catch, and then raise up over Hidu Turkoglu, who is yeah. juiced up, by the way, yeah. and <laughs> raise up over a guy who's got, who's got height, who's got height, who's got height on him. The 09 Magic, we're all juicing. Hey, can we talk? Can we, Matt? We, we, as much we keep Barry, we keep Barry Bonds out of the Hall of Fame for steroids, mm -hmm. but we're gonna yell at LeBron for not getting a LeBron Kobe Finals because the freaking Magic were on the on the. Was it LeBron on the juice too? By the way, I'm just missing something here. <laughs> He's never. It's you know what. There's a lot. There's, but that's, that's, that's never that's never been said. Here's the, no, but here, but here's the thing. Mm -hmm. LeBron LeBron was LeBron was that big. Was that big his rookie year? He LeBron was that big his senior year, you know. I mean, he's always been un. He's, he's always LeBron. been huge. Like, I mean, he's like well, you see pictures of Wilt in high school. It's like that guy was just fucking different dude. So I would take always been huge, always been huge. So I would yeah. take MJ as the greatest of all time because I think when it gets right down to it, this game mm -hmm. is about winning and losing, and it's about putting the ball in the basket. And yes. no one uses the second for the purposes of the first better than Michael Jordan. That's a great point. Oh. Uh, I just always thought LeBron had permanent stamps of on his career as to why he can't be the great. Like I can point to a permanent stamp. Like immediately, I think of Dallas. Sure, like, that's that's permanent stamp for me. Sure. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? That's, you chose, 100%. you did this, but permanent stamp. I can't have you there. Not taking away from your greatness, as you said, for me, he's in the top three. Like, that dude is absolutely foolishly incredible about the things I've seen him do, man. But, yeah, I, I, I got I got Mike one. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I, yeah. I, think, this, I think the argument is stupid and ridiculous. I'm tired of hearing about it every year. <laughs> um, Jack, okay. you were, you were um, eloquent in your explanation, but I don't like to diminish what the GOAT means. Like, it means the greatest of all time. It doesn't mean very, very, very good for a long time. It doesn't mean I like you better when I, when I watch it on TV. Right. LeBron has so many blemishes on the screen. I love LeBron. I have him top, top three, whatever. You can't get shut down in the finals. You can't choke and have Jason Terry outscore you in the finals. You can't not deliver when you're supposed to deliver. Be called the GOAT. That's not what the GOAT means. The GOAT means, <laughs> the GOAT means you are the GOAT. Everything you do is like extremely high level. You're the best at something for a long time. It doesn't, you know... Like, that's what it means. And, like, he doesn't check those marks. And I love LeBron. And I'm so tired of hearing these conversations, like, ignoring facts and ignoring situations he was in, which he didn't deliver when he was supposed to deliver. Did you point out, you know, David and I have gone, we had a whole tournament about this stuff, you know, <laughs> you know about all these blemishes he had on his, on his own career. 
and annoys me that people diminish MJ, even Kareem, six championships. Come on, man. <laughs> You can't have people diminishing other people's accomplishments just to uplift this dude because he's currently playing now. Mm. And I love LeBron. And I don't want to seem like I hate LeBron. I bought Lee Pass to watch the dude. I didn't have any money. <laughs> I bought him I to watch him. And I watched him and I studied him. I'm like, dude, I do right away. Wow, he's not Mike, but he's excellent. And throughout these years, he kept proving that he wasn't the GOAT. Great player. Top three, top two, whatever. That is a big accomplishment. Your, <laughs> Chris, Chris. Chris, yes. is he is he in your perfect starting five? Um, you, you create you create your perfect starting five. Is he in the starting five? I have a hard time leaving out Magic. Um, okay. that's that, right. that's my that's my thing. I, have, so I saw three. Who's your three? Well, of course you got you got MJ. I would say, who I want Wilt, Akeem. I gotta have Akeem. I love Akeem. Akeem. And you can put you yeah. Every day, got to be small for it. He got. I've got, I've got, I've got Russell at my four. Mm. Okay, you can do whatever you need to do to make it work. You can have LeBron at point or at the three. Mm. I mean, yeah, he, so, he's so definitely top five. He's top. He's the, he's, the, he's, the, he's in the starting lineup. He's in your. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. I, I, but I could throw in Bird. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and don't lose anything. You know what I'm saying? But Mike is there. Like, no one has a list without Mike. You got. You could doubt, right. question anybody else on that list. But you can't question right. the guys that the best dunk in NBA history, <laughs> the best right. playoffs numbers in history, you know, the best everything in NBA history. Best, he has the best everything. And, like, you can't that's, – that's what the goal means, being the best at almost everything. And that's him. And don't diminish that crap. I'm so tired of it. Yeah. It's like YouTube videos I watch. I'm like, why are we still talking about the GOAT? Like, we, we, we know this. We see – Jack, I – it, it, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired. I watch. I watch the YouTube videos, but and these and these young dudes on TV on YouTube, they're trying to learn and study, and they see highlights of Michael. And at the end of the video, they go, "Man, can Michael shoot a jump shot? Was he a good shooter? Michael Jordan is literally the best jump shooter in the history. The best jump shooter in the history. He's the best winner in the history. The best player person in the history. The best scorer in the history. The best dunker in the history. The best dunker in the history. Like he has everything. Like that's what the goat is. That's him. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna apologize that. And I feel sorry for people who didn't grow up watch because, like, there are people legitimately who like LeBron and we really want to know Michael Jordan, and all they know is LeBron and maybe some Kobe. And I feel sorry for them because the feeling they they want to have LeBron is the feeling we had watching Mike that we know better, but they don't. So it's, it's almost like it's almost like you never lived in a big house before. You have you think your house is big, but no, I had a bigger house two years ago. Trust me, your house is not that big. They don't know. They don't know what they had. It's so like. So it's like it's like everything you wish LeBron is. That's what MJ is. So stop the conversation. But they, it's, it's just annoying. I hate people who, who continuously lie just to be in the media and pressure right. to stay VIP and all the kind of stuff. I'm like, dude, just get over it, man. He ain't the <laughs> like Tim Duncan has five rings. Like, come on, man. What are we talking about here? Like, come on, like stop it. Blemishes. There's a meme of him getting shut down by Kawhi Leonard. Because he couldn't go out there guarding him and when MVP gets guard. Like, that's not Jordan. Jordan doesn't let Kawhi Little guard. <laughs> Kawhi can't not guard Jordan. He just can't. I I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm ahead, sick and tired of it. Go ahead, Jack. No, I I I agree with you, obviously, Chris. Um, I, I do think that I think that I think that something that also happens is that we have so much more information about LeBron. 
than we do about some other players because I, you know, I don't hear anybody talking about Kareem not helping Bucks win more than one title when he was the clear cut best player in the NBA for five, six, seven seasons. You know, I don't hear anybody talking about the 74 finals. I don't hear anybody talking about, you know, what magic did in um, 81, you know, I don't, you know, I, and I, and I, and I don't hear people talking about that Isaiah at six foot was able to lead a team of all-stars, but no definitive, you know, Hall Gamer. Rodman needed a lot more on his, Mm -hmm. on his resume after that point to get there and taking that team through Bird and Magic and MJ. So I think that part of what has happened and and Kareem. So I think that part of what has happened is that, is that the, the, Focus has gotten so narrow and then so what is it it's like a mile deep and My, myopic inch wide. oh yeah, yeah myopic yeah, yeah. yeah. If we know so much about lebron but then he dominates all that conversation you can pick apart a lot of people in those ways now people have tried to do it in a stupid way with mj and be like well he was one saying, you can't do it that's what I'm you cannot do it that's the point like, you cannot do it <laughs> right, but the man three peed it twice. Okay. What does that have to do? He did peed it twice. Okay, that's insane. That's okay. he, he, he's also the oldest player in NBA history to score uh, fifty points. He's the oldest player in yeah. NBA history to score forty points. He's yeah. the oldest player in NBA history to average twenty a night. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. No, there's and there's a. One, I saw I saw a video. Like one year wasn't that all and one he year? Did, and he did. Uh, Except the fifty, I think the fifty he was Washington. older. Yeah, yeah, the fifty he the was older. Forty, the forty he was. So he had forty at forty, right? And he had fifty at thirty-nine. Gotcha. I think that was all his that that second season in one. Gotcha. And then Kobe's the oldest player to score sixty, but MJ's is the oldest to score fifty, to score fifty, and he's the oldest to average twenty. Wow. Yeah, so I, I just, I, I just don't. I just think Dijanine was the damn. Special. I just think Dijanine was just. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So, I mean, if how many how many years you're gonna do this? Do retire? Like how many? Like, like you you play a thousand more games and beat Michael Jordan stat. Ooh, whippy. You know what I'm saying? Like that. You don't get a you don't be a go because you paid like you know two three four hundred more games yeah. and beat somebody in the stat. Like that's impressive, but that doesn't get you to go level. That's very impressive on your resume. Great. Uh-uh. Way, way, pay what, 400 more games to beat Michael Jordan block shots. Awesome. Damn technology. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, that's cool. But that doesn't make you better than MJ. And also, I'm just, the ignorance of it, it just, just for the young and the old. And the older doing it on purpose because they cause it get clicks. The young people don't know better. Now, when I hear a comment in a YouTube video, I think Jordan had a good fadeaway, but Kobe affected it. I'm like, I'm that dude. Come on, man. What are you talking about? Like, like that's just ignorance. And that's, and that was, that's, that's like an innocence. Right, because that's all they know. It's like ridiculous. I'm just tired of it. I am tired of it. Well, tired. It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna keep going, sir. It's gonna. It is dumb. It will it's never dumb. End. It's dumb. Because it's like it's it's number. It's there. It's fact. So you're like saying me the sky's not blue. Uh, did you guys did you guys read did you guys read the profile on MJ when he turned fifty by Wright Thompson? No. There's a scene there in that. Um, Piece and it's an incredible everybody every Jordan fan should read it um there's a scene there in that piece where he's at uh Jordan's at home Wright Thompson obviously was with him and sitting there 
watching and then you kind of as the writer you, you make yourself the invisible narrator mm-hmm. and he's sitting there and jordan's sitting there watching some nba game and they put up um maybe on espn or maybe he's watching sports center but they put up a a poll and it is who's better joe montana or tom brady this is in 2013 this is when brady still only had the the first three rings mm-hmm. and Jordan goes, he's disgusted. And he goes, look at this, look at this. They're going to vote for Brady because they never saw Montana. Mm-hmm. And the day that MJ signed off on Last Dance was the day that Cavs had their championship parade. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, yeah. Mike, is a, Mike is aware of yeah. this whole thing oh, no, he, he's as crazy. well. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he's insane. He pretends to be, he's insane. He wants to destroy everybody. Yeah. And like, yeah. and like what people, it just, it just it just upsets me when I see people like Marvel or Kyrie and then like see the see and see him do a layup. Oh, that's like Kyrie. I'm like, no, they are trying to imitate Jordan. Like that's all they're doing. Like they didn't like yep. he's I I just it blows my mind. I just don't like this. I, it's different when you have this kind of kind of kind of um delusion in um in politics. I get that it's politics, but sports you have stats and highlights. Let's not fucking act like we don't have that shit. This is not politics where you try to get elected elected a goddamn office. This is sports, goddammit. We know we have stats. He got scored by Jason Terry in the finals. You are not goat material when that happens. It disqualified you. I don't even understand. When Jason Terry outscored you in the finals, you're not goat. You're just not. I don't care how many times you got to the finals. You're not the goat. You know I love this so much? Because this, this is the only thing Chris gets real passionate about. It's this is stupid. But it makes it look even better because you know he looks like a super villain because you can't see into his room either at the same time because there's no light. And my camera, does, my camera doesn't just the light. Is he petting a small cat? Yeah, yeah, a small. <laughs> he got a small cat. He's got, got a small the claw. Cat. He's got the claw and everything. You can't see it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'll get you next time, I'm just so I'm I'm just so I just don't know. I mean, he couldn't beat the, the Dirk Nowitzki, who ever 28 points in the league. Like, come on, man, in the final. Like, get, Dude, hey, yeah, was don't bring Dirk into this. Don't bring Dirk into this. Don't bring I love Dirk. Dirk. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> All right, dude, you know, they, they literally had a conference in that game. We rejected. I mean, how can you? How are you to go? Where after the game, Grant Hill, Chris Webber, and all them have a conference about how your leadership is poor in the in the in the finals. But when the J.R. Smith thing happened on the bench, they had a, a conference in the middle of the court about how poor his leadership was in the finals against Golden State. A conference. You're not the goat when they have to have a conference about how poor you were. And the finals as a leader. He's an also player. I hate the shit on the dude. He's an also player, but you're not the goat when you have like 10 blemishes on your record. It's not happening. I'm sorry. I have a standard. My standard is MJ because he doesn't have any. I never cried after the game because he won. <laughs> well, he cried after winning. Cried after winning. Yeah, I know tears of joy, Dave, is all I know. Yeah. That's all we know. Yeah. That's all you know. Tears of joy. All right. All right, right, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna get on to the tournament, man. That was that was my one question. (laughs) I got everything I needed out of that. Thank you, Jack. Let's get to this tournament, man. Uh, we're doing the worst Bulls on court moments here in the tournament of trash. It's been awesome. We had our round one, our round two. We are now in round three. We're in the final four. And after uh Jack picks who goes to the finals uh in the tournament, it will be up to you, the listener, uh, to decide who will move on and win the retired Norm Van Leer's jersey trophy. And we'll put that poll up on Twitter uh, after we put this show up uh, next week. So 
Jack, before we get into the final four, uh, I'm gonna do something different with you. Let me let me start from the beginning because I, I you had opinions uh, about how the tournament kind of went uh, in that first round and into the second round, sir. So looking at the bracket uh, that I sent you, you had issues with I believe with John Starks uh, not moving on uh, to the tournament, sir. So I, I'd like to hear your your opinion on on that. John Starks went against Reggie Miller. Uh, game winner of the Eastern Conference Finals in 98 and Reggie moved on. So I'd like, but you you thought Stark should have moved on. What, why is that? Yeah, the, the, only, the only way that you could vote against John Starks as a Bull advancing is if you weren't paying attention. And believe me, I was one of like eight Bulls fans paying attention in 2000. So uh, I, uh, I, under, I understand it. John Stark being a bull for four games was one of the worst fan experiences of my life yeah. <laughs> and yeah yeah um reggie hit a winner it sucked it tied that series it was just game four and and then we won a championship and i don't give two shit reggie miller fun three-pointer i'm glad folks in indiana we're given a, a nice afternoon. <laughs> John Starks as a bull has no redeeming qualities. There's nothing fun about it. It wasn't enjoyable. He went for double figures, I think, against Charlotte, and it sucked. Is mm -hmm. happy to not be able to cheer for someone on your own team. And I get it. There are, there are more serious, you know, Rolf Chapman coming to the 16 Cubs. There's obviously, let's all make clear that there are more serious things and that there are like two levels of sports dissatisfaction, one sports world and one real world. As sports world dissatisfaction goes, seeing John Starks wearing number nine, wearing Ron Harper's jersey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no good, no good. Yeah. No bueno. I don't no, look no, I back on it. I don't look back on it fondly. We didn't win a championship that year. There's nothing. We didn't trade him for some like sick piece. <laughs> we go like, oh, well, it sucked having him. The Heinrich pick. Like, no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. And I brought this up that on the show sucked. also, Jack. I brought this up on the show that it was so bad that even Starks realized it was bad because he went to Krause and said, yeah, dude, you, you're going to have to trade me. This don't feel right. So even he understood how terrible it was. For him to have that jersey and and just the dull roar you mentioned that you say he scored in double figures against charlotte just the dull roar of the crowd when he would score for the bulls because no one knew whether to applaud it or boot it was just a dull roar nobody everybody it was just a weird yeah. terrible time i i hated it too i i couldn't stand it so you were at one of those games no i watched them games i saw them <laughs> and you can hear the crowd you could hear it. It was okay. a dull roar. Yeah, and I yeah. know it because I experienced the same thing. Like when the ball would yeah. go in, you're like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> was, you, didn't, you didn't know what to do. You, had, you did not right. know what to do. Go For ahead. me, I was like, I, I was at the point where like we beat through Knicks so many times. And I didn't, I hit John Starks. I'm just like, we kicked the ass all the time. And I was like, I, I'm, I was over hating. I wasn't over hating John Starks in the way I was. Because he never beat us. Except that, you know, you might have retired. But I was like, yeah, it's, 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 I wasn't as angry about it. I was just like, really, this is happening. 
I can't. I just can't put over one. But it, but, that, but that's individual. I know David hurts you a lot. That's an individual thing. I'm more upset by that damn duck he did. He keep rating that damn duck he did against the Bulls as a high as like a best top ten duck of all time. That pissed me off. Stupid ass duck. But anyway, <laughs> let him a dunk on baseline. They know. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. For that me, all adds. It all adds together. I, I, I can't, for why you can't have that jersey on. Right. I can't argue with y'all. Get y'all feelings about something. But me personally, I wasn't as angry about it as you guys were. Okay. All right. Um, well, let's get to I want to get to it, for, uh, Jack. Let's get to this and let's find out who is going to the championship of the tournament yeah. of trash. Uh, Jack, yes. there are two uh, regions. There's the old trash and there is the new trash. Uh, who would you like to start with, sir? Let's start with the new trash. New trash. Mm. All right. The new trash, which is the matchup. For me, this is the matchup right here. Duke and North Carolina right here, man. This is the matchup. You got LeBron James's game winner in the, the Eastern semis. That's the number two seed. Going against the number four seed, Denzel Valentine's air ball three. Now, as we just discussed about the greatness of LeBron James, he hit a game winner against the Chicago Bulls uh, in game four. Excuse me, I said uh, three. In game four. And that would have put the Bulls up 3-1 and a chokehold on the series for the Bulls. And Derrick Rose had just hit on the previous possession, just hit a huge shot to tie the game. And Bulls could have took it to overtime and would have won in overtime, uh, in my opinion. Uh, LeBron James just added to his legacy uh, with that shot, telling David Blatt, shut the hell up, and then getting the basketball, turning in Jimmy Butler's face and hitting an incredibly difficult shot. Uh, for a game winner, man, and that and that, yeah, they they went on to win that series. And Denzel Valentine's air ball three though pulls up from about 30, 40 feet. Bulls down five, going against the Heat on the road. Bulls making a comeback. Denzel says, "I got this." Pulls up in his full Carlton Carlton Bakes mode. Pulls that three point shot. Hits nothing. <laughs> Absolutely, that was a car. That was nothing. a. That was peak Carlton energy. Peak Carlton energy, sir. Yes, it was. Hit absolutely nothing. And Adam Amin yeah. forgot he was Adam Amin hosting. And Stacey King went full Stacey King uh, doing that. And they both were like, that yeah. is, what? What are you doing? Like, everybody was just confused and lost. Kobe White, if you watch in the baseline, just dropped his head in his hands. Like, oh, my God. Like every, It was the most deflating thing. Uh, at that moment. And Denzel, with all the confidence, said, well, I thought I could hit it. You know what I mean? That's, that's confidence got. So, but yeah, it was it was a terrible thing. And, and one of his signature moments uh, here is the Bulls. So, Jack, who's going to move on here? We got LeBron James's game winner going against Denzel Valentine's air ball three-pointer. Who goes to the championship? The, the, the one that moves on is the one that I think is worst, correct? Yes, sir. The worst. The one that's more trash. The more trash, more trash, the better. The more trash, right, LeBron, LeBron moves on. All right. I didn't have to. I didn't have to think twice about that. The Denzel <laughs> Valentine shot. The Denzel Valentine shot summarized. I mean, there, there, are, there are several. Like, I don't know. There are several good candidates for what would summarize the. As you call it, the post-alpha pre-DeRozan stretch. Yes, sir. Um, and probably the entire thing, and, and Boylan kind of summarizes it as a coach like more than Hoiberg does. And then within the Boylan era, 
Um, there are certain ones, and I kind of lump everything in, even though you know it it doesn't line up exactly. But I kind of basically just restart with DeRozan more so than with um, than with uh, uh, AK. Okay. I mean, there there are different like lines. You're like, yeah, all right, this is general manager change, coach changes, the player changes. But I kind of do everything until DeRozan came. Mm-hmm. Um, that shot was just hideous. And it made it, 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 it was shameful. It made you feel ashamed a little bit. Um, Took a shower after the game. But yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe just like log off for a few days and <laughs> shut everything down, just do a cleanse. But the LeBron shot, I mean, that season, when I think about the D Rose Bulls, I think that the, the sort of, the sort of like unspoken, hidden secret of the D Rose Bulls era is that LeBron is someone who's just like built specifically to deconstruct Eric. And I think that everything that we saw in the final four games of the East finals was going to play out because when you get into a short series until you have some big guard, which is hilarious because it could have been Jimmy, but until you have some big guard to offset what Derek needs to do, you can stick LeBron on Derek Mm. and he's just too big. And he just, they just, it was like, you know, it was like Scotty on Mark Jackson, but you were literally going the actual MVP, not just like Mark Jackson's the key. To it was like, this is the guy. And when you can put the guy like that, it's a big problem. But I always thought, looking back, of course, that if he had stayed, that the injuries had never happened, we were going to get like, keep getting knocked out by LeBron, but eventually we'd be one of those teams that like Peyton Manning's Colts. You just like break through and it's like, this is the best version of this team, but it's, it, they persevered or Dirk's Mavs, they persevered and they got through. I think Dirk was the best version of his team. I don't think the 06 Colts were the best Peyton Manning Colts team, but they're the one that got through. They probably had the best balance. Obviously they're, defense what they did in those four playoff games particularly against the run was incredible but I, overall that wasn't like the Colts team but it was the one that got through and I think that 2015 would have been the year that the Bulls got through so the fact that even with the injuries we were in that position to knock out Cleveland and listen LeBron's come back from deficit after deficit in his career yeah. to uh, obviously 3-1 3-2 like and it picked deficit. LeBron's come back from other than 3-0, which no one's done. And right. so it wouldn't have been over. But the idea that you get to play a, you know, a limp, you know, a, a closeout game six at home. Mm-hmm. Assuming they go back to Cleveland, they lose game five. The fact that that could have been there and you go to those East finals, you get Atlanta, who was awesome. But you know what? We can take Atlanta. And then go up against golden state and they don't have i mean eventually they put iggy on rose and have that level of success probably but mm. ah it's just that one breaks me up more than the denzel one which is just shitty and weird and it like all you know in a sense the denzel shot maybe contributed to the flushing out of the organization and the um, you know, urgency of turning it around and getting rid of him. Uh, 
so maybe there's like a silver lining there. There's nothing good about that game four loss. I mean, it turned the series. I, I like the breakdown of um, LeBron's defense because that was just an indictment on. It's, first of all, it just proves how great LeBron is, but I, also an indictment on <clears throat> the players running um, rows at the time. Also, they they, they this, was, this was this was planned out by Miami. They knew in the fourth quarter they could have LeBron had the way another spectacular defender helping LeBron. So LeBron, just like Pippen knew how to angle people into traps and, and bad angles. So you had LeBron on you, and then you had the way, the way like sitting there like, I can steal the ball too, in the pocket. Rose was like dead rights, you know. Um, one thing I did like about Rose at that time, that he admitted after the, after the next season, well, he had something special for LeBron in the future, whatever. That's what he said on TV. I, I don't doubt Rose, but he said something like that. Like he, yeah. like he figured him out. But of course, that didn't happen. Right. Know, but, yeah. yeah, we, yeah, we know yeah. what happened after that. Um, LeBron James is going to move on to the championship, representing the new trash region at the number two seed. Let's go to the old trash. The number one seed. Oh, the 1.8 seconds. Scottie Pippen, 1.8 seconds. We all know what happened. We all know Scottie refused to go back into the game, would not do it. They had it through the hissy fit. The Bulls ended up winning the game anyway. Um, because Phil Jackson is an incredible coach, and Tony Kukoc, who had been clutch all year long, was clutch again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how that went. The number five seed, the Reggie Miller Eastern Conference Finals uh game winner, who we just discussed. Uh Red, uh, I know for a fact Chris hates this play. Uh, because when Reggie hits the shot, he's jumping around, as Chris says, he's jumping around like an idiot. Well, uh, my biggest disappointment in those in Mike in a sense. Because Mike allowed, like Mike was just a takeoff that paying attention to. The, I don't know what happened, but you can tell. No, normally Mike is like, yeah, he got pushed and like he literally did not expect. It was like he was a second off about what was going on on the court, mm-hmm. what they was running, and because of that, Reggie took advantage of Mike. And that's very, very few times we see somebody take advantage of Mike in a question situation like that. Question situation like that, and Reggie did it. So it's more like Mike, you disappointed me right there, but not being perfect. And Reggie jumped around like a clown after hitting that shot like he won a championship. But yeah. Yeah. And what a shot too, but I don't want to take yeah. that away from him. That that thing was all net hitting nothing. Oh, yeah. It's an incredible shot. Uh so that's the matchup. The 1.8 seconds representing the number one seed and the number five seed, Reggie Miller's Eastern Conference Finals game winner in 98. Jack, sir, who moves on to the championship to face LeBron? And the question is that as far as I'm concerned, who moves on to the championship? As run, who's playing for second? Mm. In my opinion, mm. Mm. Well, who's um, playing for second, sir? Yeah, in my opinion, this is who's playing for second because, like I said, the '98 game, we won a championship that year. Mm-hmm. So, so with with the aid of time, that is uh, that's a non-factor. But even in the moment, it just tied the series. I, I was up. Like, I didn't like it. I didn't like seeing Reggie doing it, but it was like, at least it's in Indiana. He's not doing it on our court. That was a series where home court held. The home team won every game. So we were never down in that series. I just, it didn't, like, it bothered me. Like, I wasn't happy about it, but it didn't get at me. And then, and then once obviously the series was over and then season was over, I didn't care at all. (laughs) So 1.8 seconds has to move on even though it it has its uh it has its flaws the 1.8 seconds is a trash bracket member it's got its 2011 mavs finals 
And, <laughs> and the fact is, is that number one, we did win that game. Mm-hmm. Number two, we did get back into a position to win the series. Number three, Scotty did pretty quickly um, correct his sin because three games later, he had the Ewing dunk. Yes. And at this point, particularly in this highly visual, you know, personalized into our lives, we see the, we see the Ewing dunk way more than we hear about 1.8. That's, that's very true. So on a, like a moment by moment basis, I feel like that has played a role in our collective experience. The thing that bothers me, of course, about it is that, you know, it was a terrible decision. It did to a degree mar that shot that game. I mean, you can't really mar a game that has a brawl that rolls into David Stern's lap. But to the degree that you can mar that game, that did. It marred the moment, certainly. Um, But also, I mean, as someone who's a huge Scotty Pippen fan, I just didn't like over the years how that became a way that was like the shorthand. It was that and the migraine um, for how you talk about him rather than talking about what he did on the court, what he meant to his teammates, the very real role that he had to play in the power structure of that team because he was – I don't know if you'd even call it good cop. He was just like, if mm-hmm. Phil was probably the good cop, Scotty was probably, or Mike was probably the bad cop. And Scotty mm-hmm. was more like your priest. Right. And yes. like, <laughs> come in, come in, my son, tell me your sins and what have those, <laughs> what have they been doing to you? Kind of a thing. Like, so that's how everyone describes Scotty. And then also, you know, the game winning dunk, the series winning dunk against Washington. He didn't have to do that. Game three, it wouldn't have been a, it wouldn't have been terrible if we finally didn't sweep one of those best of five series. But mm-hmm. Scotty went to the rim in in a year that wasn't even a, you know, wasn't a contract year for him. But at a time where his career earnings were perilous, and he was kind of always that was always just itching at his, you know, right here at the back of his head. He goes in, gets that dunk, falls on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the charges he took from Carl Malone, that was the reason that he had the back issues in game mm-hmm. six and, and could only play limited minutes, but limping around. So it bothers me that the 1.8 seconds just became this kind of like tag, you're it, easy marker that people could just be like 1.8, 1.8. And I that bugged me. And that still bugged me because I, Pippen meant so much more and did so much more. I don't like he's reduced to that, which was a crummy moment. But it's kind of like, teammates have already forgiven you who are fans not um but it's probably not actually fans probably basketball fans who don't like scotty Pitt. so that always bugged me but between those two i mean for me i would have also voted game seven against detroit mm-hmm. if i was running this game seven against detroit would be in the finals mm. against 2015 lebron mm. because game seven against detroit was the first time that I felt as a fan, what like, oh, what if your team just never wins? Mm-hmm. Like I was under the impression that, and I don't know where I got this as a Chicago fan necessarily, but maybe maybe just from the 85 Bears and the Bears on a whole. And because the Bears were the dominant focus in my household, 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, I knew, I knew, obviously I knew about the Cubs and the Sox. So I don't know where I got this, but somewhere in my head, maybe it was just with the Bulls where it was like, oh, this will be great when the Bulls are the best. And game seven of 90 was like, oh, what if they never are? And I left Donnie Burva's house in tears and I ran around the block. And um, I, that was the only, that was the first time that I, that it dawned on me. Like, what if your team just never wins? That felt, that felt much worse. Than the 1.8 seconds, which was the gravy laugh around this three peat. No one thought we were. <laughs> no one thought we were going to be. We were in the mix for the number one seed wow. in the East until the last weekend of the season. Right. True indeed. We won 57 games in '93. We won 55 in '94. Mm-hmm. Pippen could have won MVP. He won All Star MVP. We had these two other All Stars. Finally, you had all these new guys who came in. Played really well. Kerr, Wennington, Myers, obviously Tony we talked about. He had three game winners that year. Yeah. So, like, the idea that, you know, we were going to lose to the Knicks 94 was kind of like, okay, like, as long as it's them, you know, I'll tell as long you, as, tell you as, like long as we get to play New York and be like, we gave you our best without MJ, and you're mm. only here because we don't have MJ. And that mm. kind of was, like, totally worth it. So the 1.8, I mean, I have a more so of a fondness for that series mm. than a pain and or, or a regret. That that that's one of my favorite sports seasons. That's a great way to put it. You know that's what? A great way to put it, dude. I never, I never, I never took it like that. But I wanted to say two things first, and then then Chris, I'll I'll give it to you. Uh, the '90s Pistons one, I I never felt that way. I never heard that perspective because I never felt that way when they lost to the Pistons. Um, I immediately in my my heart of heart and my soul of soul was like, oh, the Bulls about to destroy this team next year. I just felt that. You know what I mean? Oh, because, I did not. Yeah, I was wow. Because, because nice. I talked, maybe because it was my father, you know what I mean? I just spoke to him a lot. We watched sports together a lot. And his perspectives were always genius and dead on about certain things. Maybe it was because I got that from him. Like he just was like, Yeah, no, nah, it's over. You know what I mean? Like he just he just kind of felt that. So maybe that's what. It was some of that was, but I didn't have that feeling like it was completely over. And that's interesting to hear that perspective again. And it's a very real feeling that you say right there. Cause you literally ran, like you say, you took a lap, you know what I'm saying? Like in tears, bro. So that's a real feeling right there. Uh, the Pippin one, the 1. 1.8, I think honestly, the only reason it's a thing is because of when it happened. If it happened in a regular season and I, I don't think it would be held in as high of regard. As as happening during a game, oh, no, certainly not like this in in the playoffs against the Knicks, and you know, and Bulls, if it Knicks didn't happen against thing. the Knicks, if it... right, right, absolutely, absolutely, that's the reason right there for him, and, and so it shines a little brighter. Same with LeBron's because it shines a little brighter because you're in the finals. Hundred percent, you were on the Heatles. You know what I'm saying? So it shines a little brighter. Hundred percent, and that's the reason that that it's completely remembered and uh discussed and talked about but that's but but that's but that's another but that's but that gets to another thing that i don't like there are people who when they bring up lebron the first thing they bring up is the 2011 finals i think it's fine to talk about that if you're talking about it in relation to jordan or some of these different comparisons but if that's your first if you think that summarizes lebron james (laughs) right oh Stop watching sports. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Watch it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun, kids. It's supposed to be fun. So, Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny you was talking about uh, the one point eight seconds. Uh, I feel that way, not about the season, but you, how you how you uh, so um, how you described, you know, as, as it sort of like being romantic, or whatever. I felt that way about Scottie Pippen's career. I played that to his career. So I was a bit like you, yeah. a bit Scottie Pippen fan. 100%. And Michael Jordan was always the perfect guy. <laughs> and I know Scottie doesn't like this, but it's kind of poetic in a way. It's like a nice story. We're in a apply the movie where the guy fails at the at the moment that he's not supposed to succeed and and then you know of course he redeemed himself they went through more championships as a whole as a story of his career is interesting it's like a it's kind of poetic in a way yeah but 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 he did commit to sin <laughs> he don't sit out hundred percent hundred percent so like I don't know so but but I know D in that last round and he advanced D Jackson advanced and I pissed the game so he put it game seven he put it. Very well. His argument was very well. You know, like if they had won that, who knows how many championships would have won the, the trajectory as a team. I, you know, of course the the Scotty, of course the Bulls didn't beat the Knicks, but I can only imagine, you know, Scotty Pippen's career. You know, if he had won and he didn't have, if he didn't have that blemish against the Knicks, he went to the finals. It'd been totally totally different. But uh, I, I kind of agree. I'm 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 either or with this. One point eight six. One point. You don't. Sit, I mean, like, what other sin can you create? Can you commit if you're the best player on the team and you don't come in the game the last second in the playoffs? Like, that's the worst thing. That's almost like betting on baseball in a way. It's yeah. Like so this. So do. this. So this gets in, this gets into defining your criteria and mm-hmm. how you de- and how do you define the term trash? Because yeah. from one perspective, it can also be about what did the person who did the thing, whatever the thing is, what at what level of trashiness was the thing that the person did? So MJ in this case is our person, not Reggie. So the trashiness is MJ getting pushed off and not realizing it. That is an error maybe of, you know, a mental error in the moment or maybe a physical error with his body positioning, but it's just kind of an error of the game. What Mm -hmm. Scotty did was a sin against the game. Yes. So if you're defining your terms that way, I'm doing it more based on like, how does it feel to me as a fan? Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to define it in terms of re- taking responsibility for the action and that's the basis of how trash it is, then Scotty is going to win his first title without MJ. Oh, come on, man. Don't do this wrong. Come on, bro. Here, here, in, here in the tournament of trash. That, that hurt me, man. Actually, <laughs> put it, that way. It, it would actually be his second one. Uh, because he won one already when we oh. did worst uh, front worst front office decisions, and the winner that year was the Scottie Pippen statue. <laughs> because that oh, statue, it, that statue is ridiculous. It should be much bigger. And oh, it, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. the the create the statue itself. They correct, yeah, yeah, not yeah. him they having one. No, no. Statue. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, no, no, no. He should definitely come on, man. I got a Scottie Pippen jersey on. He should definitely have one. <laughs> Yeah. You should definitely have, but I hate that what it is. It looks yeah. like just no. I was just, I was just, kidding. I was just kidding about that. Michael never won without Scotty, the greatest duo ever. <laughs> yeah, here, hey, here, we know what you meant. Here in these dark days of uh, of uh, universal descent, we have to get our jokes <laughs> off sometimes. Yeah, for real. But yeah, it's funny because as, as, a, as, a, as a fan of Pip, it was like, yeah, I think it, it was so cool to see that guy that's not, it was not cool. I don't know how to put it, but he wasn't Michael Jordan. And I'm like, no one, right. no, it was yeah. like. It was like, man, you just not. And I liked him for that. I liked that he had some kind of like. Yeah, you didn't want him to be And listen, yeah. listen, listen. This is as much as you say. You know, the coach makes the rules. You got to put this on Phil a little bit too, because Phil, whose whose strength 
is understanding personalities. Mm-hmm. Phil had to know that even though they had drawn that same play up against Indiana in the regular mm-hmm. season, one of Tony's three winners in the regular season yeah, was bad. the winner against the Patriots, yeah. the one after the bye, mm-hmm. right? And Scotty and Scotty threw it in and had the perfect inbound. And you can watch him. He just Tony hits that yeah. Ah, he's so excited. Um, I think that aside, you kind of have to realize, as Phil, like this is a tender moment. And what are the odds that you're winning this series? I don't know. Low, even with a win. Give your MVP, who you know has certain demons. <laughs> yeah, and certain insecurities, and yeah, give him a shot. Go down swinging with this guy for the year that he has given you. And I agree, the coach has the right to call up the play. It was the right play. I'm just looking from also from Pitt's perspective. I can understand where he's coming from. This idea that like you've done all this work and finally you get to be you know, what MJ was. And if you miss it, you miss it. But like you come this far and the frustration that he had over the way that the fans reacted to Scotty versus Tony. And we I like, you can't get into Scotty's whole 94. You guys know what I'm talking about, but um, mm-hmm. I understand it. Right. For sure. I he, wanted, it, he, he wanted a chance to fail. That's all. I get it, but I, yes. I, I kind of disagree with that because you don't know when a moment will arise and to do it in a game like that. Well, one, I think Phil didn't think Scotty. Scotty, Scotty still shouldn't have done it. Yeah, Scotty so he still we agree it. on that, right? He shouldn't have even, done it. Even with Phil, have if I say he should have called it, Scotty still right. shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have done it. I don't think Phil thought Scotty would jeopardize a playoff game. You know what I'm saying? To to do it right. that way. Fair. That's probably fair. his first. Yeah. Thought, you fair. know what I mean? Like he's not gonna wild out in the playoffs. But two, right? I don't. You you don't know how stuff turns out. You know what I'm saying? You have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know if it's going to come down to a last second shot for you in a game seven, and then that's your moment. Right. You know, you have no clue about right. that. And matter of fact, you had a moment, you know what I'm saying? But now it turned into the Hugh Hollins game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, that's what it right. turned into. Right. Like, even though, and that was right. your thing, was the defense. And you had your defensive moment, and it, and it turned into Hugh Hollins, who, who lost also here in the first round, which was an, another devastating moment. Uh, for me in my life, because I listened to that on the radio. I oh, never watched was, it on TV. I heard it on the radio. <laughs> really? Yeah, I never. I didn't have cable. So when did so you see I it? never. I never when saw. Did you it. actually see the play? Oh man! Like how old were you? Honestly, Jack, I I don't remember when I just actually saw it. I remember seeing it in the paper before I remember seeing. Yeah, of course. A visual representation of it. Maybe I saw it on the news that night, and I just you know don't remember. Okay, but it wasn't like um, years later. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't years <laughs> later. No, no, no. It wasn't like that. Um, okay. but I was. I, I, I'm in the basement, and I have the radio on, and Neil Funkin, and they're doing the game. And when he went up, and that shot got blocked, Neil Funk was like, "The game's over." Right. Okay, he was like, "Yo, he blocked the shot." Everybody's right. going crazy, dude. I'm like, "Yes." And I'm going off. And then he was flag, like, they call it a foul. Right. And flag I'm, on the play at the 26. Oh, no! yeah. So when I see it live, yeah, and I don't a have that. Back on the 18. Yeah, it's a different feeling seeing it live because I don't get that same. Because Hubie Brown was just calling the game. You know what right. I'm saying? He was just like, oh, well, yeah, it looked like he fouled him. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, yeah, you go to foul him. I'm Hugh like, Holl- no, Hubie, no. Hugh, <laughs> Hugh Hollins and, and Huber Davis, that hurts me infinitely more than the 1.8. Yeah. Yes, it does. I Thank you. Completely, completely agree. Completely agree. 
That'd be I free. Agree. I can't stand him today. Today. I can't stand seeing his face with ESPN. When he got the, I could not stand that man. Like, <laughs> the man passed away, and that happened. I got you. That, but yeah, but yes. Thank you for doing this, Jack. Thank you for joining us on this, man. This was so much fun. So much follow fun. him on Twitter at Reed Jack. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Ball Sports and follow Chris at Ball Sports One. Follow us on Instagram at Ball Sports Chris. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening and participating in the tournament trash on ballsports.com, B A W L sports.com. And uh, Edgar fan, continue to donate and you should hear from us a little bit more as the Bulls and ADA season starts to kick off. Make sure make sure you guys vote because it comes out next week and the voting yes. shall begin next week after this show drops so on behalf of my That's man right. jack silverstein, hey, jack silverstein. If you want, what's up Zach? if you if you uh if you want more 90 bull stuff check out my newsletter a shot on elo readjack.substack.com it's all driving towards my 90 bulls book six rings which is coming when it's coming and the book that you have out now sir is how the goat was built? Correct. Yeah, you have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, them in the bag. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that was a trick question. Yeah. No, 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 sir. No tricks here. No tricks here. Got it. Uh, that, that's our guy, I, Jack. Man. I didn't know if you could see into my future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, for my man, Jack, my man, Chris. I'm Big Dave, y'all. We'll see you next time. Enjoy. Thank y'all for participating and enjoying the tournament on trash here on Bow on Bulls. We out. Peace.